want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book signings, tours, all of that good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be an upcoming co-author of one of my books, just head on over to my website moneymatterstoptips.com and click on Become an Author to Apply. I'm really excited to have Michael Cabanas on the line today. He is the Managing Director of Fiduciary Trust Company International. Michael, welcome to the show. Hello, Adam. How are you? And thank you for having me. All right. So I I see, you know, you have quite an extensive financial background, and I want to kind of get into that also, but let's just start with how did you get started really in business? Like, what was your inspiration? Okay. Well, thank you. Well, it kind of happened by destiny, let's say. I came out of college, or even before college, I I said to myself, I was not going to get in the banking or finance industry because my family (laughs) was in this. So, uh, yeah, for... So I tried many. I did many different things and enjoyed them. I worked in a hospital for several years. I've worked in the wine business, which was very interesting. I even worked in the technology sector for for a couple of years. But um, I kind of found myself in a dead end job. My boss at this wine company was kind of the head of the company, and I wanted to do more. So I I started looking around for different opportunities. And I applied for one thing that I thought there's no way I was going to get it. And it was, it was a major um, banking institution and kind of had my first interview, which went okay, I thought. Got a call on my way back home for a second one. And before you knew it, I had a pretty good job offer. And my whole career path went from technology and systems to to finance. It was an accident, um, it sounds like. Um, so how, what, what kind of advice, now that you've been in the, in the industry for quite some time, so, you know, let's just imagine, you know, you're a new college grad out there and you're thinking about going into the finance industry. I mean, what kind of advice would you give them? I would tell them to keep an open mind. Sometimes people chase, um, let's say, their passion and they want to do whatever they're passionate about. But passions really change as time changes and your experiences changes. So I give um, people advice to just say yes more than they say no and be open to what doors open for them because what doors or windows or whatever might have been open for me might not be the same case for them and most likely will not be. So keep an open mind. Say yes um, more often than you say no. And... Um, and always keep growing. Sometimes we feel like we're out of college. Oh, that's it. I'm, I'm finished reading and learning and taking exams. So I'm not going to learn. I just want to make money now. But you have to be constantly learning. And as you're learning, then you'll see that your mind will continue to expand and and new opportunities will come up based on whatever else you're getting involved in after college. No, I love that. Like the idea of continuing to learn, continuing to grow. So many people you know, the last book they read was, uh, and obviously I sell books, so, you know, I might I might have a preference to that. I'll, I'll say my bias, but even if you're not reading my books, um, that being said, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and the last book you read was because you were in college and because um, you had to read it, um, I don't care if you're a year out, six months out, or 10 years out, go online, 
find a book you want to read and pick it up and read it. I, I'm telling you, like, things happen. You'll get new ideas. It just kind of refreshes your life in, in, with new ideas. It, it's just an amazing thing. And I, I, I preach it, I preach it, I preach it. I talk about it all the time. I'm like, read, read something, read anything, but make it a, a full book, not just an article or a news or a post on LinkedIn or Facebook or, okay, it was a long post. That's not enough. You want to read and get through an entire book. Um, and make mm-hmm. it a quality book that you care enough to read read about and through. Um, no, so I appreciate you sharing all of that, Michael. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about what you're uh, currently doing. So let's talk a little bit more about um, Fiduciary Trust Company International. So what what does the company do and who are the clients? What kind of clients do they help? So Fiduciary Trust was established in 1931, and it came out of the Depression, a group of wealthy families and attorneys decided that some larger institutions were not being objective in how they um, invested their clients' assets and or what direction they gave them. So fast forward 90 years almost, and it's still kind of the same environment. You know, human nature um, seems to, you know, kind of follow us as, as we go. So fiduciary trust still holds on to the same principles. It's objectivity, transparency, and fast forward a little bit longer in 2001 we were per, we were independent till 2001 at that point we merged with Franklin Templeton a great financial institution uh, mostly because our industry had become so large and we thought we needed a, a kind of a, a to partner with someone to take advantage of them of their resources and Franklin Templeton they're more they're a wholesaler of funds for the most part and we're direct to clients, so it was a good marriage, similar cultures, and that culture has put the client first. And so that's how we work today. What we do mostly is we're discretionary money managers. We do it the old-fashioned way. We get to meet a client. We start building portfolios um, from scratch using um, our own internal resources, analysts, researchers, things of that nature, but also the world that Franklin Templeton um, provides and access that they give us. But it's not one size fits all. Every client is different. Every situation is different. So depending on the timing, um, that's how really your, your portfolio will start off. Um, but it all caters back to them. We sit down, we listen to them, and what we like is the person you deal with at whatever local office you, where you may be, that person that's the will be the quarterback of the investment plan going forward. So it's not centralized. I think it's become very um common over the last maybe ten or fifteen years to have a centralized approach and kind of decide. But that committee that's deciding these different in, investment um vehicles at a central location don't sit with clients face to face locally. So we still have a group at our New York headquarters for fiduciary trust or at Franklin at San Mateo, um, California, that help. But the person who kind of is the quarterback of the investment plan going forward when we meet new clients is the portfolio manager at the local level. What do you find a lot of uh, – what are some of the common mistakes that you find investors making? So let's say you're, you're pulling – you're getting a new client in, in the door. Um, they've agreed to do business, and you're kind of looking under the hood finally. Um, so you're past any sales process. What do you find are some common themes? Yeah, I think it's human nature is to be emotional. So they they they'll read a lot. A lot of our clients are very educated and sophisticated, and they want to do it um, uh, with intentionality. 
but it's a full-time job to invest your money. So they'll, they'll read, they'll, they'll watch TV, they'll listen to different um, podcasts or whatever it may be, and then they'll start investing their money. But depending on what they read the next day or what's going on the next day in the economy or in the global or, or my, uh, micro um, capital markets, they'll make quick changes. So we believe, I believe that long-term approach is the best path to take. That's why sometimes um, our clients whose performance is the best or in general investors are the ones who don't look at their statements monthly because things change in a month. But if we sit down with a client and establish long-term goals, that's going to be our focus daily. And that way you have a group of people or a team that focuses on that initial um, mandate when we first met. And we're not going to be wavered or by emotions or what's happening to my money today or what this person said yesterday, what is going on on CNN or Fox or whatever station may be. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more uh, noise out there than there once was once upon a time, I guess you'd say, with this, uh, with um, investors, especially educated ones, um, having access to so much information constantly. I mean, it's really an infinite stream of information now. Um, how, how do you how do you keep investors uh, focused on the on the on the on the game plan? Um, I think you just need to have lots of communication with them. So there's lots of noise, like you say, lots of information out there constantly um, being thrown at them or at, on their in their pockets on their phones. So if there is a major event, be proactive and pick up the phone and call them, contact them, contact them. Have a, a town hall meeting regarding um, the latest interest rate um, decisions by the Fed. So communication, I believe, today from your investment provider or from anyone you do business with is just communication. And, and sometimes remind clients that when we met a month or, or two or five years ago, what the mandate was. I want to have these amount. I want these, these assets to provide this for my family in five, 10, 15 years. So keep them focused and help, you know, keep the noise at bay or, or keep their emotions in check. No, I love it. Um, all, all, all great advice, all great information. Uh, so, Michael, if somebody wants to find out, wants to contact you or someone at the company, um, what's the best way for them to uh, reach out to Fiduciary Trust Company? So I, I recommend they do their research first. Um, um, FiduciaryTrust.com is our website. You could go in there. We have offices in New York and Delaware, Washington, D.C., Coral Gables, Florida, Boca Raton, Florida, Los Angeles, California, and San Mateo. Um, and feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call. I'd love to hear from whoever, and I could direct them to whichever office might be the right one. Um, my phone number, direct extension, is 305-349-2362. All right, Michael. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing some of your background and also how you're helping your clients. So thank you for that. And to the uh, listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to head on over to Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, have a wonderful day. And thank you again, Michael. Take care.